We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. We have a power. And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up upon a single person. And then everybody else will stand. A gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs. A Tampa Bay pastor has been arrested, sentenced to a week in she jail. She also and tore up a cease and desist letter. We have a posterity waiting for us to say, we will not comply so you will be free. We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future where our children will not have that option. Why do we sit down when all should be standing? And why do we back down at the grid? Rise and shine, liberty loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome, JC. Howdy. You like my background? Yeah. <laughs> I was feeling all historical today, so I thought I'd throw that one up there. I thought maybe you might have your ChrisAnnHall.com t-shirt on today mm. with that, but that was the other day. Yep. I got my Liberty First on. You got your Liberty on. We're good. We're good. Welcome, everybody, in the chat room. Happy, happy Tuesday for you. Uh, we have some fun events coming up in the next week. So let me go ahead and share those with you. Sonny hasn't made a meme for them yet, but we will get that up there as soon as possible. As soon as she does, she's really, really great about that kind of stuff. But this week, 8 p.m., JC and I will be on Flashpoint, which is like Victory News's 60 Minutes kind of program. It's not like news. Like when, when I do Victory News, it's like a news report. This is more of a in-depth okay. interview kind of talk show thing. And then Friday at noon, be on a Victory News once again. Uh, next week, I will be in Burlington, Washington on Friday. Burlington, Washington on Saturday. That's Friday the 18th, Saturday the 19th. And then Spanaway, Washington on Sunday the 20th. Big, big things happening in Washington State, JC. Very cool. These people 
are ready to get activated. I wanted to show you, wanted to show you this new uh, meme Sunny made for us that I thought uh, was really, really cool. I don't know if JC's seen it yet, but there it is. So Sunny likes to attend uh, my, our training events, and then she writes down little quotes that we make, and she turns them into memes. And so uh, she, I say this quite often, especially in our organize active uh, organ, educate organize activate training that change requires movement and the message is that the time for sitting behind keyboards and being social media homebound warriors is over it's time to get out into the streets and share boldly the truth uh we need to make sure that we do more than just write our representatives you know like the whole media thing, uh, social media. It's not, it's not enough to stand there and just say, type into your, your representative's Facebook page, because let me tell you what, your representative doesn't watch their Facebook page, right? Somebody, they pay somebody to do that, but we have to attend and speak regularly at their meetings. They ignore us. They resent our input because we've been inactive for so long. They've become spoiled. So we needed to get in the habit of activity and break our habit of comfortable silence. She's doing a great job for us, isn't she? Mm -hmm. That Sunny is some talented young lady. Hey, JC, this is a little bit outside the constitutional realm, but it's a CRT thing and it's a cultural thing and... Believe it or not, it's actually something that our founders went through this whole, I mean, I'm sure you would understand. Uh, I don't know if you remember, we went to the uh, Boston Tea Party Museum and we watched the little film after the tour and it explained how the people uh, from 1660 to 1776 who were standing for liberty, standing for the rights of the people, uh, pushing back against the British government, pushing back against the, the troops and the tax collectors and the customs agents abusing all their authority, all their, uh, and taking the property and the rights of the people. This video explains how back then they were ostracized, how they were called traitors. They were called seditionists. They were called uh, every name in the book to, to exterminate who they were, or, you know, their voices, to end their voices. And so this is something that popped up, and I have just a, a single question for you. So I don't watch this show, but there's a show called The Bachelor, and, and apparently it's incredibly popular. But this guy, Chris Harrison, who's been the host of The Bachelor franchise for ever has left the show over racism controversy. Okay. So if you, you see what it is, uh, he attended, um, a, what they called a, uh, plantation style party, plantation themed party. And he liked on TikTok, some Confederate flag-related videos. 
And so because of that, he is now being told that he has, and, and he is now actually leaving, resigning his post over this franchise. So my question is, JC, and this, it's probably rhetorical to you, but where does this end? How far does this go? If I look back at Stalin, the people that supported Stalin were if, were inevitably and, and eventually caught up in the same dragnet. Mm-hmm. So where does where and how does this end? Uh, Is there an escape from it? I mean, uh, I, I I don't know, man. It's just that's it's just well getting getting uh, i think one thing getting uh you know getting out of public education influence i mean you're gonna have to basically you need a new generation yeah you, you know i don't know that you're gonna change all these people that have been affected and change this sort of thing now th- this but, but th- this not- particular incident is i think is a mild example i mean if you right. think about <clears throat> the guy's position this kind of show is about your image yeah you know it's all about image so not really a smart not those are not smart things to do if you're in that position um i don't know if i've ever liked confederate flag anything <laughs> i don't even know i don't even not, know not what that, that means because in my mind a confederate flag video could mean just about anything in the eyes of these people who are yeah who are extremists anyway. That's just not smart for a guy in his position. No. And I'm and I'm not gonna I guess maybe my I, I, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't really get some of the thinking sometimes. And and people automatically want to defend all this stuff just because. And you certainly have a right to do any of these things for right. sure. Um you don't have the right to keep your job if your employer doesn't like the image that they think that sends. So I mean you know, it is what it is. And this is the environment we live in. Now, I the thing about going to a plantation themed party, I, I don't know how how do you think that's a good idea? Well, in, what in exactly situation? is a plantation themed party? Because somebody could say a party about the Kentucky Derby is a plantation themed party. That's true. I, I mean, I don't know what exactly that so I means. Think, I guess maybe my question would be. Are there some, some people are dressed up like slaves and some are dressed up like, I mean, I, yeah, don't, I, I don't know what it means. I doubt that's the case, but. but it, it's going to be in that realm of, hey, you, you may want to think about this. This my, might, might not be a good idea. My thought is the naivete of the people to think this won't come back on them. Yeah. That they're somehow, you know, if they jump on some kind of bandwagon and they start. So Joyce says he defended a lady that went to an antebellum party. He didn't go himself. Yeah. So that, that kind of stuff that, yeah, that's a little, that would be a little over the top. I mean, that that's in that case, if that's how it went down, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's the yeah. woke mob. That's a woke mob lynching. And that's my point. The naivety of this woke people who think that they're somehow not going to get caught up in this dragnet sometime in the future is not supported by history. It's not supported by any fact in any of these extreme movements. Yeah. You're when you deal with issues like this where people are going to be criticized for association criticized for speech in in these extreme kinds of situations then all it takes is one person 
making one public accusation that doesn't necessarily even have to be true. And you're destroyed in a society like our woke society. Sure. Yeah. And I think probably something again, I don't I don't know the details or I don't know anything about this and I don't know what those things are. Um, I know, you know, we grew up I, I grew up in North Florida and you had. I assume some of the stuff we saw that maybe they would characterize as plantation events is people would dress up in the really fancy the, dress, the, the kind civil, of antebellum the civil war reenactments yeah, and the, stuff. Yeah. Dresses and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. I don't, I don't know what's racist about that. So mm-hmm. uh, I, this sounds like, this sounds like the woke mob again, mm-hmm. taking something that has nothing to do with racism. So they, they associate, different things you know even from that era or, i mean all sorts of stuff that that are that have n- no necessary connection to racism itself or slavery or anything like that i mean uh this sort of again thinking back to my childhood in north florida uh the sort of antebellum uh, theme parties or what have you it was about kind of like the gone with the wind Mm -hmm. dresses and costumes and that sort of thing. Like, no, you didn't have, okay, make, put the black guys in suits in, in little zoot suits and have them wait on everybody. I mean, that wasn't the thing. So there was no, not like a celebration of slavery or racism, anything like that. So Deborah makes this this sounds like more nonsense. Yeah. Well, Deborah makes a good point. Just the, you know, the, the idea that the word plantation is somehow racist. Yeah is is also ridiculous there sure. are lots of plantations that still exist right. where it's you can get growing stuff yeah i mean plantations yeah. are just places where you grow certain uh, usually a a single type of right food or plant or whatever but nobody's immune as aoc thought, has proven here aoc is i thought now- it was like a democrat the democrat remember the democrat guy dresses up in blackface and all that oh, which yeah. they say is yeah, no problem yeah, yeah. when you said plantation event that's what I was thinking. Oh, right? no, so no, 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 no. You have, no. you know, that's the stuff the Democrats do. Yeah. So you yeah. have like role playing where they whip a slave. Or no, something no, stupid a plant. Like no, right. Plantation event. I didn't even think. Of, see, my brain doesn't even go into some of these places. Plantation event is like historical reenactments or a, a, uh, what they call a, uh, a theme party where you go, like like you said, dressed up in these things. But nobody's immune because AOC is now happy, unhappy with Kamala Harris for telling uh, she's well. Kamala goes down to Mexico, right? She goes down to Guatemala to tell the people, uh, you know, at the border. She's I'm I'm in Guatemala, and yep. and she says. Don't, don't make the treacherous trail. Don't come here. And AOC's got her panties all up in a wad criticizing Kamala Harris. Yeah, it's almost I watched the video of Kamala saying this, and it's almost a word for word uh, thing that Trump was saying mm-hmm. and Trump officials were saying in his administration and were absolutely lambast- lambasted for being racist right. and all this sort of stuff. So. Uh, now, Kamala says pretty much the same thing that was being said during the Trump administration, and it's OK. But we've already determined that AOC is a moronic true believer. She's she's one of the, um, you know, street level rabble, true believer that has not figured out how the system of socialism actually works yeah, so she, would she, be a she literally believes for the 
yeah. socialist. So movements. all of the all of the pandering that Kamala Harris would do to become vice president, AOC literally thought she is sincere. She thinks she thinks everything Kamala says is sincere. So now when Kamala hypocritically says the same stuff that Trump says, this offends AOC. So kind of hats off to Ocasio-Cortez for actually holding her beliefs sincerely. Right. She actually believes what she says. She's a useful idiot. Um, most of the rest of these guys, it's total pretense. It's total garbage. They're pandering because of this stuff. So AOC is one of these brainwashed, you know, youngsters that soaked all this stuff up and, and that actually think the politicians spewing all this stuff mean what they say. So she is the dumbest person in Congress because she actually buys this stuff. So she's offended because well, the rest know. of the Democrat Party is not offended sincerely when Kamala does this because they all play right. the same game and they right. understand how it works. They're liars. Ocasio-Cortez yeah. Corte uh, literally believes this stuff. And she actually, like when they talk about redistribution and fairness and all of this stuff, she thinks they're being serious. Yeah. She has no idea like this. No, this is just your fellow Democrats are a bunch of elites who just want power and want to rob people. I think Ocasio-Cortez, now she wants to enjoy the benefits of her position. There's no doubt about that. But she's sincere about this nonsense, and she thinks the rest of them are too. She is She is a moron. Sorry, for I did what, that wasn't Illuminati sign. I was just using my hands. She's a moron <laughs> to the highest degree. So here we have... Uh... We have uh, the white. I wanted to show this to you, show you some language. I want everybody to watch this language, right? Remember the key to disinformation, propaganda, oh, manipulation. The Hawaiian. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I got distracted. Don't even start about the Hawaiian. So uh, the key to identifying propaganda and the transitions in propaganda, because propaganda takes place slowly. It seems like it's in your face, but it's over time. And they do this through the manipulation of language and through the use, the creative and, and uh, crafty use of words. And so you have to watch this and you'll see if you watch it closely and you know what you're looking for, you'll be able to see the direction in which they're heading as well. Check out this headline. White House not taking guidance from Trump or GOP on migration, migration. What is, what okay. Is, yes. What? That's open borders language. JC, you are only an immigrant. If you are foreign, you are actually migrating like geese, yeah. right? You're not, you're not foreign no in any way. There's no, border there's no involved. borders involved. There's no limitations. Yeah. There's no laws. Immigration requires laws to establish standards. So these now we're going to move to migration and say we can't stop these people from coming here. It's their right. It's the libertarian, which you've seen the open border libertarian looks correct, but you also have open border 
leftists for different reasons for yes. different reasons but are, are they watch implying this la language now are, migration are they implying these people are coming here to breed like they're coming to lay eggs or something or grazing this grazing season it's it's migration migration it's free movement across the borders i did you don't watch our our twit our youtube feed uh you know when people post comments and stuff YouTube uh, sends me notifications when people send comments and stuff. Well, so I see them every now and again. And there's a Christian movement in on this, too, because oh, we yeah. have a guy who watches our show regularly and he left a comment. He's going to know I'm talking about him, right? Because <laughs> he watches the show regularly. But he he is uh, I he self identifies as a Christian and he is an open borders Christian. And he claims that if anyone who uh, actually supports laws for immigration are anti-Christian because the Bible does not tell us to have laws for borders. And so, so I just want you to, sh I want, I want you guys to recognize. Read your Bible much? The diversity of this attachment to no borders, yeah. which is in and of itself contradictory because everybody who tells me they don't want borders has a lock on their car and a lock on the door of their house. So borders, you know, we have, you keep people out with certain, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't go. know. He hasn't read Deuteronomy much, has I he? I don't. So, the good brother may not be aware, um, but the heavenly city has gates yes. and walls. Gates and walls in the heavenly cities. Oh, and there are Shocking, qualifications but... for entrance. And that's a fact. <laughs> there is a fact. That just that just sort of popped in my spirit. Not only are there gates, there are walls, but there's there's <laughs> a, a requirement for citizenship. So now <laughs> so now you yeah. Whatever. Yeah, you got to go so, to seminary to get that stupid. Yeah. So what I'm trying to show you is that this this transition of language is is a really good way to show you where they're going to go and 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 where they're wanting to go anyway, so that you can prepare for what's coming. So just be aware there's going to be a shift in language by the open borders people to talk about uh, migration, not immigration, right? So let's let's track this, JC, because it started off with undocumented aliens, right? Undocumented. I'm not I'm not an I'm not an illegal alien. I'm an undocumented alien. Then they started talking about them in different terms. Now they're going to be talking about them as migrants, not immigrants, but migrants. That, you know, that's a term for the seasonal workers, because in migration, we think of that you're talking about animals, their migration right. patterns. So groups, herds move to a place, then they go back like they go for to feed. They go back, they go to breed, they go back. Um, so I think that's the sense of, you know, you've heard migrant workers mm -hmm. because they come, they work, then they go back when it's not work season. Right. So are are they saying go back? Are they going back? So well, it's the a, migration, it's a wild misuse migration, of this term. right? Because migration implies continual movement. 
you go to a place temporarily and then you move on to your next place. It's not setting up residence and claiming you can run for office and vote. So, you know, I just, but again, you have to change the definitions along with the use of the words because that's how disinformation and propaganda works. We have new technology, no nothing. So we don't need medieval castle-like walls. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So check this out, JC. I thought you might find this. By the way, I hope you don't have also fence around your property or doors on your house. Yeah, Let's exactly. make sure we're consistent. Yeah, we got to be consistent, right? Okay, so this is, I don't know if you've been following this, but Democrat Manchin, uh, Joe Manchin has been very vocal against HR1. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just those of you who haven't been watching, those of you who are not following, HR1 is a piece of legislation that is promoted to be a federal control on election laws. Now, constitutionally speaking, HR1, as I've shown in other shows, so I'm not going to do it now, walk through the Constitution and everything, can only constitutionally affect congressional elections. Constitutionally speaking, uh, HR1 can only affect House and Senate. It cannot affect state and local. It cannot affect uh, the presidential elections. Those elections are not to be held within the realm of congressional purview. As a matter of fact, those two issues, uh, local elections and presidential elections are removed from congressional control, right? So Manchin, who who first supported H.R. 1, is now actively speaking out against H.R. 1. And the Democrats are tearing him up over it, which you shouldn't be surprised because Republicans tolerate rhinos, but Democrats do not tolerate anything that has to do with the, you know, separation from party or, you know, get off our, our, whoo, hello. Now I'm blind. (laughs) JC's, JC's watch, fixing our lighting a little bit here. But I wanted you to see this, JC, because he is being attacked now for speaking out People against. People are saying there's fuzziness, and I, and I don't. I think it's because we we're in two different planes. That. Yeah, maybe we don't. I, don't I just. See that on I've monitor. been trying to get my chair closer. I can't get any closer. My microphone is blocking me. So, yeah. what? It is what it is. So, um, so Mansion has been actively criticizing HR one. So, Jenna Val. Well, he voted against. Yes, he, he uh, didn't. He broke with his party uh-huh. <clears throat> in the vote, and so they all attacked yeah. him. There was this whole hashtag on Twitter: "He's a Republican." Yeah, yeah, because of not voting. Which for is he's a he's as far as Democrats go, he's a conservative Democrat from West Virginia. So he, you know, he's a Democrat in in a red state. You know, yeah. they still have those kind of. Dixiecrats in West Virginia is kind right. of who he is. He's not certainly not AOC. I, I, mean, I don't know what you. He's not Kamala Harris. Yeah, he's not AOC. So they don't so, like that. Yeah. So anyway, Jenna Valresta, 
Arrestra. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, spokeswoman for the Senate Judiciary Committee Democrats said that, quote, she wrote this in a tweet, actually, which she has since then pulled down. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is I don't think our founding fathers anticipated the survival of this democratic experiment to rest in the hands of a man who lives in a houseboat. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Jason, they always reveal just, their elitism. Yes, I mean, this exactly. is this is who the Democrat Party is, by and large. It's in I, I tell you, it is. I, I don't know the word for it, uh, but I this comes up often. I, I am, I am impressed. I mean, it's, it's impressive at how they're able to sell their branding. Yeah. They're supposed they're for to the be downtrodden, for the, for the, the oppressed, for the poor and whatever for the poor for the they, working they, man. They all are the Democrat. And I'm not talking about necessarily every Democrat voter, but the Democrat politicians and mm-hmm. these leaders, they are in, some of the most racist people, totally elitist. They look down on anybody who is not in their elite class. Bob and, says, and you have second, these Bob moments of that, clarity when they reveal this. Bob says that Manchin state is 70% red. It is. Yeah. It's yeah. A, a massively yeah. red state. So let, let me just be clear. Do you know his houseboat, by the way? Costs eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but so his houseboat sure, is sure. worth eight hundred thousand yeah. dollars. But in her mind, which, yeah, I mean, right. this reveals their right. their point of view. So you know I would I mean? like to to correct Jenna. Uh, our founding fathers uh, did not anticipate the survival of our constitutional republic on any single person, sure. and they would have wanted anybody elected by the people to represent their district, as Mister Manchin is doing, right? Because Mr. Manchin is separating from the party mandate to, uh-oh, to represent, separating oh, no. from the pa- party mandate. I know you guys can still hear me, so we'll get this, we'll get the picture back in just a second. Um, is separating from the party mandate to represent his constituency, which is exactly what he's supposed to be doing. So. Mm-hmm. We, um, I don't know if you guys are seeing this. I'm going to keep talking and you guys can just pretend like you're listening to the radio for a few minutes. Maybe I can put up, there we go. So, uh, Joe Manchin is actually doing his job as a representative and Jenna is exposing herself as the elitist that these Democrats actually are. Now, the next story I want to talk to you about is the big story for today. And this comes from WorldNet Daily, actually. And the headline reads, War breaks out over city's demand to peer into private residence. Now, listen to this, okay? I want you to understand, this is where our local governments are headed. This is where our local governments are supposed uh, want to drag us. This is was the whole reason for the entire lockdown of COVID. The whole whole reason that you signed a waiver. What are you doing? Switch the camera. Switch the camera. 
Switch to this. Well, if you switch to that, then we lose our screens here. <laughs> it's okay. Well, we'll we'll be okay. Can you? Is it going to charge for a few minutes and then come back on? Oh, interesting. Don't we have another battery? Okay. So anyway, so here's this story. We'll just look at the story. Ready? All right. As the story reads, you're living quietly in a rented home or apartment, and one day a city official knocks on the door and demands entry for the purpose of inspecting everything in your home. Imagine the county health department comes and says, I have to inspect your home because uh, I because we're doing our annual inspection for water leaks or we're doing our annual inspection for uh, fire code, right? So I have to search, I have to come in, inspect your home for fire code reg, uh, regulation violations or water code violations or electrical code violations. And so that's what's happening, right? So then you're like, what the heck? No way. Um, there's, uh, you, you, you got a warrant, right? And they say, no, there's no work search warrant. And then they demand entry into your house anyway. No evidence of any wrongdoing, no evidence of in violation, but you are told that you have to comply. You refuse and then you're evicted from your home. Now, this sounds crazy. You remember Radar from MASH? Mm -hmm. This actually happened to him. Okay. Robert Preston, uh, radar of MASH fame and classic rural American values, was evicted from his home because a new uh, Iowa ordinance allows periodic inspection of rental properties in order to circumvent the fourth amendment and your right to privacy, your right to a warrant in the name of local regulations. So this is a case where you're going to have to have a sheriff. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, well, if, if, if the government or whoever wants this to happen to JC's house, you're going to have to have law enforcement to be willing to make it happen because you're not, I'm not willingly leaving my house. Well, in order to evict someone forcibly, you have to have the sheriff do that anyway. It would take so, force. So it would take a significant amount of if force. If you actually. right now, this Iowa law is like wreaking havoc in the state for people who are renting. But don't think that this you are immune from this because you own your house. Because remember, they still claim regulatory authority over your house, even if you quote unquote own your house yeah I'm, I'm sure i probably wouldn't survive this scenario but someone else wouldn't either but orange city iowa is violating not only 
the Fourth Amendment in the U.S. Constitution, but more relevantly violating Article One, Section 8 of the Iowa Constitution, which guarantees property rights, guarantees that there are no searches and seizures without a warrant. So that's why, and, and on the flip side of that, that's why you need a constitutional sheriff. Yeah to prevent this sort of thing from happening. Now, I'm going to give kudos to the Institute for Justice for handling this case. I love these people at Institute of Justice. They don't pigeonhole themselves into a certain aspect. They're, when I grow up, when, when Liberty First Legal grows up, we want to be Pacific uh, Institute, uh, the Institute for Justice because they handle all violations of rights. That's what I, that's what I want Liberty First Legal to be, JC, something that handles everybody's rights, not just we are going to handle this little microcosm of rights. So this so-called warrant, so a judge, no judges involved in no judges involved in all, no judges involved in all, no probable cause at all. It's all done, done under zoning and code enforcement. This is Orange City, Iowa, Orange City, Iowa. Yes. And so it comes from, let's see. Uh, this is, so this is coming out of city council or yes. county commission. Yes, it would uh, come, it would come from either the county commission. It, 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 like I said, it is a zoning and, and, um, uh, a zoning regulation or mm-hmm. ordinance like fire code, electric code. When you build your house, you got to get a license for this. But I mean, you right? think about it. You're, this is not something that happens quickly. Right. Okay. So you've got an entire local uh, government. Right. Full of people who say this is okay. I mean, they had to they had to push through this process and get to the point where they're literally kicking someone out of their house. Yes. Because you're saying you I'm know, not letting I'm you. I'm not in. letting you come in here yes. and, and and rummage around right. my home for no reason. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Hold on, I've got a, for some reason, my case law dropped off, but I actually have a Supreme Court case that is causing, imagine that, JC, a Supreme Court case that's actually causing all of this confusion. And I had it up there. It's it's disappeared. Um, well, I think it mentioned in the article, but yeah, I this that's what makes me angry is, there it is. that, you know, the, yeah. number one, this is actual... There are names behind this. You know what I mean? So these are the people in this county. This tells you what kind of representation you have in this county. Well, and it's just anyone who was aware of this it's just, in those positions and brought it all the way to this point yeah. should should no longer be allowed to stay in that position because they re- they've revealed what kind of person they are. This when it comes to this kind of thing where you're dragging someone out of their mm-hmm. home for something like this. That is that is the height of tyranny for me. So I mean, let's this be stuff clear. Really in, chaps my heart. Let's be clear that in this particular situation, we're dealing with a a ordinance that allows the city to inspect rental property, right? So this is not equate to your home yet, but to rental property, because technically rental property is a business, right? So the uh, County can come and inspect a business for violations like the health department goes into a restaurant to to inspect for health code violations. Well, this says, all right, well, if you rent property 
then we have to have access without a warrant to your rental property because it's an or because it's a business. The catch here is when you rent property to someone, that's their home. That's where they live. And this is just, let me tell you, this is just the next step, by the way, in what I've been, what we've been teaching for 11 years as to out of control government. This is proof that you don't own anything. You don't own anything at all. Jeez, he's scaring me, man. No, You're coming I, just, at me with a knife. No, I'm just, I, just like, ah. Just this, the, the language that, that the people use mm -hmm. about the Constitution, okay? This is not made for the Constitution, all right? This is not a tool of the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. So when, when you start, when you use a phrase, when you use the phrase, you've carved out an exception. Yes. The Supreme Court has carved out an exception. You've already gone off the rails. Mm -hmm. you, you already have a problem. You already know this is something you should not be doing. This was not created. I mean, if you're you had a class in law school with this. What lawyer out there had a class in law school with this? Okay. You don't get to carve on the constitution. No one, no one said who tells the judge, okay, you're allowed to carve on the, here's a constitution. It's not a freaking loaf of bread. Okay. So enough with this Supreme court carving out exceptions. Who the hell ever heard of that? Are you a judge or are you a baker? Are you a butcher? I would say they're butchers. So here's what you're doing. You're butchering the Constitution. You're slicing away people's liberties. You don't carve out exceptions. There are no exceptions. That's the whole freaking point of having a Constitution to let you know what the boundaries are. You don't get to slice up the boundaries. So this is the this is the nonsense, the confusion that you create and you you got a guy getting kicked out because some government blowhard wants to inspect his rental property oh you won't let us go and inspect your rental property do you suspect or have evidence or probable cause that something's going on in there is there a crime being committed in my rental property has someone reported to you even some sort of dangerous thing if not get the hell off my property you don't have the right just come rummage around because somebody put a freaking robe on you what is this, North Korea? What the heck? So the minute you have to get a permit to do anything on your property is proof you don't own your property. You're, you're a tenant, a government tenant, a tenant on the government's property. If you have to get permission from the government to do anything on your property, you are a tenant on that property. You know that if you want to do, to do renovations on your home, you have to get a, a permission slip from the government to do that. You are a tenant on your property. You don't own your property. Ownership actually means dominion and control over what is your own. It means exclusive to everyone else, which would be exclusive to the Supreme Court as well. So we have to understand that the courts don't have jurisdiction over this in any any way shape or form because our constitutions are the final say in this remember 
The Constitution is your consent to the authority of government. If government is doing anything outside the Constitution, whether it be the U.S. Constitution or your state constitution, it is done outside your consent. And the Declaration of Independence already instructs us that government operating outside our consent is an unjust government. And so what we have now is a county or a city who is taking over. And, I, and, and as a constitutional attorney, I, I can't even explain to you the vastness of space, of possibilities that I now see in this. First off, the first thing that comes to my mind, what we were talking about yesterday, JC, with RICO laws and how they were trying to, the FBI was trying to get the courts to give a broader opinion of the, uh, of the uh, computer violation act so that they can go into people and arrest people for everyday activity. This is just another trend in that expansion of power over our property. I can't tell you, this is just the same exact thing with just a different twist. And so the case that they're talking about is actually this one, which is Camera v. Municipal Court in 1967, which interestingly enough, JC, overturns a case uh, that, that preceded it called Frank v. Maryland. Now, Frank v. Maryland, actually, the Supreme Court said that your right to property against code enforcement is actually peripheral, right? So you don't actually, your claim to a right to property against code enforcement is peripheral to the Fourth Amendment, meaning it is out there on the outskirts. So it really, really doesn't, uh, you know, you really have no claim because it's on the outskirts of the Fourth Amendment. But I do want to remind people about a very important part of the Fourth Amendment. It says it shall not be inviolated, right? Shall not be violated. Many of the rights in the Bill of Rights say shall not be infringed. What does that word infringed mean? It means on the fringe. If something is on the periphery of your right, it is still your right. Even if it's on the fringe of your right, it is still your right. And it is still a no trespassing zone for the government, not a no trespassing zone for your rights against the government. Right. So they flip that around. So Frank v. Maryland precedes this camera v. Municipal Court in 1967 and so what the camera case does is actually pulls power away from government and says, um, no, sorry, uh, there are some, there you go, exceptions to your rights for uh, municipal fire and health emergency, right? That's the emergency expect, inspect, uh, inspection exception. So if there's an emergency, so what camera says is that routine inspections do not equate to an emergency, so you have to get a warrant. That's what camera says. And that's what the Institute for Justice says. It says, okay, look, um, you've got to have a warrant. 
in any way, shape, or form. So they're going to be fighting this. But we need to be aware because I'm telling you, this is more the COVID lockdowns. This is where they want to go because even with the emergency exception, JC, what have they called the the pandemic? The emergency. We're in emergency. We have to shut mm-hmm. down your business. We're in right. an emergency. We have to lock you in your house. Well, now with the emergency exception here in camera, they'll say, okay, we're in a pandemic. So it's an emergency. I have to search in your home through the health department. So you need to be aware of this, this, this cry for an emergency is the way our rights have been been violated by governments for decades. So much so, William Pitt said this. He said, uh, necessity, which is another word for emergency, right? Necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants. It is the creed of slaves. Um, And I understand that there are people who do not understand that our rights are, uh, they have one limitation. The limitation that Benjamin Franklin so accurately uh, portrayed. I am absolute in my rights until I harm or control the right of another. My right to keep and bear arms is absolute until I use a gun to hurt someone else outside of self-defense. Yeah. My right to privacy in my home is absolute. And that's what the language of the Bill of Rights says, shall not be infringed, shall not be violated. That word shall and shall not are legal terms that actually create a situation where you are not allowed to 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 touch this. Okay, no nothing. Wow. No nothing. You need to learn some new things here. <laughs> the court system was not created to interpret the constitution. It's wow. not written in Mandarin Chinese. It does not need interpretation. It is a contract that only requires application. The constitution created the federal judiciary to judge the actions of the federal government as it applies to the Constitution, not make the Constitution fit the federal government's actions. And so what you're actually saying there, Mr. Know Nothing, is the complete antithesis of what every single person who wrote the Constitution said about the Supreme Court and the federal court system. So you really, really need to take my class on the judiciary at libertyfirstuniversity.com. Anybody who is inclined to believe that the federal judiciary or any judge was created to interpret a constitution must, must, must take my class at libertyfirstuniversity.com on understanding the judiciary. I find most, so you have a, this, this sort of preventative view of 
of the law and use of government when people talk about regulation. Right. So they like you, you know, Franklin said that I can't harm another. So do whatever you want with whatever is yours to the extent that you don't harm another. Oh. So <laughs> hold on a second. I'm not I'm not insulting him as Jason's like the people who are outside this chat are going to think you're insulting this guy by calling him no nothing. Actually, no, that's his <laughs> name in the chat room. His name in the chat room. I'll put it up there. Uh uh, is is actually no nothing H, right? No nothing H. So that's that's why I'm referring to him. That's what yeah. he said. So I, you have people that have the the mindset of preventative, you know, using mm -hmm. law and and government as a preventative. Mm -hmm. So like the guy, the house inspection. Oh, we're just trying to make sure it's you know right everything is safe and da 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 da. Like who gave you the right to do that? So the use of law is if something is unsafe something's happening then an injured party you know reports or right whatever right, right? you have to have an injured party mm -hmm. so there's nobody's injured we're just going to come and make sure nobody ever gets injured right mm -hmm. that that's an absolute that's when you open up the floodgates of, of absolutely abusing people's rights the same thing about the second oh, second is not absolutes are regulated all the time so we got to keep people safe and all this sort of stuff well, here's the thing jc that's how you punish the second amendment people who haven't broken right, the law right. when somebody does but break even the law. so jc the second amendment is absolute it is an absolute restriction on federal government to against creating laws about our ability to keep and bear arms the Second Amendment is absolutely absolute as a negative on the federal government. The federal government has no authority because, number one, it's not delegated authority to them in the articles. And remember, if it's not a power delegated in the articles, it is a power that doesn't exist. If you don't understand that, once again, you need to read the Federalist Papers um, where Alexander Hamilton explains that the powers not delegated are reserved to the states. No, they don't belong to the federal government. So, yeah, there's some more deeply fundamental problems with our friend here. Yeah, I mean, well, if but you're, understanding you're, that that's yeah, yeah. place to go. You're not, you're not going to help this person. I'm yeah. glad, glad you're here. But but I'm not talking to him. I'm talking to other people, too. So plenty of people think this. way. Yes. But you have like. Second Amendment is not absolute by definition, and in, in, in it's an amendment. So yeah. if you, if the the fact of it, you know, you believe well, it's a it's it's an amendment to the core constitutional articles, and so therefore it's not absolute. I mean, if that's your understanding, that's such a nonsensical. Well, it's a non understanding. It's a non I'm not really sure you yeah. can help a person with that kind of broken thought process. It's a non sequitur, but again, I can help if you. Uh, how, how, I mean, cause like, oh, it can be <laughs> abolished. Yeah. But how does it be abolished? How can it be abolished? That's correct. Yeah. You know, you know how there's a process written in the constitution that you have to go by. So we're talking about, and by the way, that process is not some entity created by Congress coming up with a regulation. No. So what, what you're, what you're advocating, no, nothing is lawlessness. So you have a constitution that says, okay, here are the rules. And then within that same constitution, it says, now, if you want to change any of these rules, here's the process that you have to follow. So then a guy like this is saying, you don't have to follow that. Okay, then what's the entire point of a constitution? If, if contrary to that process, a regulatory agency can change the constitution, then what is the constitution? Here's the thing that you need to understand. 
it is apps it is it can be amended it can be changed but through the strict process outlined in article 5 right. it is absolute oh no 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 congress cannot abolish you need to go read article 5 no nothing hooked you, on phonics you, bro you, you get, need to get know, some hooked no. on so, phonics okay look <laughs> i'm not speaking to know nothing anymore because he just simply is so way out there i can't help you in the show okay but here's the bottom line the Constitution can only be changed in a very specific and difficult way. In that specific and difficult way. And is by outlined, can, you mean authorized, the authorized, lawful way. The Obviously, lawful way. they can do whatever lawlessly, right. which is right. what they're doing. Which is why we say you don't have to obey that because that's lawless, right? So the only constitutional way to amend the Constitution is outlined in Article 5. It is not through legislation and it is not through Supreme Court interpretation. It's actually through uh, a very detailed process, which culminates through the ratification of three quarters of the states. So it's not through Congress. It's through the ratification of three quarters of the states. Now, until it is amended or anything changed, else altered. are changed or altered. It is absolute in its form. It has to be by it nature. It has to be. The, the it is a it. contract. I mean, come on. It has to be. So we have to understand that the Second Amendment, as it is drafted, is absolute. It is absolute in its statement of the right of the people to keep and bear arms. It is absolute in its statement to reinforce the fact that the federal government has no authority to create rules, laws, make, making regulations on our right to keep and bear arms. Now, the argument can be made, then, then that's a power reserved to the state to regulate firearms, which is the proper argument that if a regulation of firearm is going to take place, it has to take place at the state level. But once you get to the state level, JC, and I hope everybody understands this, once we get to the state level, okay, now you have a stoppage there with the state constitution. And most state constitutions have their own protection on the right to keep and bear arms, which is a stopgap for the states to regulate the right to keep and bear arms. So... That's that's what we need to be. But we've we've sort of like got off the rails here because the real problem that we're talking about is government regulation in general. And so you had talked about, well, you know, we're stopping crimes. And that's the whole argument. Yeah. The false premise for a regulation is that regulations stop people from doing bad things and the existence of regulations will allow government to stop people from committing regulations. Mm -hmm. That is not the purpose of government. The purpose of government is not, is not to stop crimes from happening, to stop violations from happening. The purpose of government is to punish people who violate others' rights. Right. That's the bottom line. So... You know, you can we can get all into the deep details of the weeds and miss the forest for the trees. And, and, the, and the, the real forest here is that the government, whether it be federal or state, has no authority to regulate your property because the moment they regulate your property, whether it be initially or continually, 
They are the owners of your property right. and you own nothing. Yep. Is it your property or is it their property? Exactly. And at the end of the day, remember the constitution state or federal is a piece of paper. It can't defend anything. It doesn't <laughs> do anything. You have to do that. Yeah. We, the people have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So the defense of our rights. And by the way, if you're not clear on the purpose of the bill of rights, at libertyfirstuniversity.com, I have a class called The Great Debate, which will teach you the principle and the purpose of the Bill of Rights, because we don't teach that properly. So, so many people in America have a strong misunderstanding of why the, why the Bill of Rights is even there, which leads, JC, I have to say, leads to all this confusion. That's that has that has corrupted or as as Samuel Adams would say, perverted the judgment of men. Yeah. So the people in the chat room who do not understand the people who are listening to this, who do not understand the, the proper mechanism of the Constitution, who do not understand the proper limitation of government, who do not understand the proper purpose of government, mm -hmm. their judgment has been perverted. And it has been perverted by disinformation fed to them by the government because the government actually benefits from their minds being perverted. Mm -hmm. So we are not, we are absolutely, completely, and totally, unequivocally opposed to slavery here. Absolutely, completely, unequivocally, without discussion, opposed to slavery, which is why we support the right to keep and bear arms. Because if you do not have a personal individual right to keep and bear arms, you are a slave. And That's if right. you are fighting to take away the right to keep and bear arms from other people, you are a slave advocate. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, an attacker is there going to kill your child. You have the ability to do something about it. Don't you do something about it? Absolutely. And if what you have to do is take his life to save the life of your child, would you not do that? You're saying you're okay with your child being killed by an evildoer? I mean, that that says to me, if that's your stance, then you're an immoral person. What if the evildoer is wearing a uniform and carrying a badge? Supreme Court has even said you have the right to use deadly force yep. when such a person is acting outside of their authority. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Don't have guns in Australia, man. Hate it for you. Get a knife, get a stick, um, get a bat. You get know, a rock. that's not actually true. And there are guns in Australia. There are lots of guns yeah. in Australia. I think he's implying as to the, the state of the law there, mm -hmm. which is true. There are lots of guns in Australia. If you don't have one, then you will be a victim of someone who will. Learn to use your hands, feet. Learn to defend yourself. <laughs> Love your yeah. neighbor as yourself. Love you your neighbor. You got to defend. Yourself. You got to defend the those who cannot defend themselves, don't you? Yep. I would think so. You're a good citizen if you can defend those who cannot defend, who are defenseless. Yeah, isn't that isn't that 
I mean, that's more that's morality, right? Isn't that a good thing? Yeah, I would think so. To defend the defenseless. So I the whole that's why I'm not a pacifist. Love, love wins. Okay, so you're going to get the guy that's going to kill your child. You're going to give him a hug. (laughs) <laughs> and, then, and then that stops them. So here, here's, That's a, here's a, a, you know what problem was in Russia? Nobody went yeah, up to Stalin. Nobody hugged Stalin. Oh, Stalin, I love you. Yeah. You're such a go, great guy. Go give, go give hugs to the Sinaloa cartel. And yeah, they're all just there you go. be nice. There you go. Good, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it is, it is showing love. If that guy's trying to kill my, uh, child, mm-hmm. and I take him out. I just showed love. I, I love my child, and I loved my neighbor too. Because that child is my responsibility, and I'm not going to let somebody take him. And I love him so much, I'm going to put a bullet in the brain pan of the person trying to take my child's life. That's how yeah. much I. That's how much I love. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Hope you guys love that much too. If you do, I feel safer. I feel better because, um, you know, we do not like slavery. Yep. God bless you guys. Keep loving. Keep loving. We will see you tomorrow. Eventually.